It is without doubt that this week's guest will go down in history as one of the true pioneers of techno. He's been responsible for some of the most defining records of the past two decades and still continues to impress both through his Axis and Purpose Maker imprints. And it truly is an honour to speak to him. Mr. Jeff Mills, how are you, sir? I'm fine, fine. How are you? You're clearly a man who loves his concepts, Jeff, and who's always kind of pushed techno into the realm of, you know, being more about than what just comes out of the speakers. Many of your performances are almost like art installations, some could say. When first putting something together, do you find the music you create influences how the performance will look and feel, or is it the other way around, you know, with your idea of the performance dictating how the music sounds? Uh, well, the concept comes, comes first, um, and from that really decides what the music's going to sound like. And then, and then even also, you know, the color of lighting, the position of the lighting, uh, the stage, uh, the position, my wardrobe. I mean, it, it, really, it, really, it really kind of dictates um, what's, what's going to happen in that, in that, in that time after the, you know, the release of that project. Um, so um, so there's, a, there's a lot more preparation, a lot more um, planning than the people actually see, you know, and it starts, starts months, months before. So um, uh, it, just, it just, you know, by, by creating it this way, I've become really part of the concept and, and, uh, and, and uh, it just, it, you know, it just makes, you know, it, it just makes a much more, it makes me think of creating a much more vivid picture of, of it and, and makes more sense why the music sounds that way. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I haven't been lucky enough to witness one of your Sleeper Wakes performances in recent years. The videos online look absolutely amazing, though. I've seen some of the womb videos, and it looks like you know Armageddon is taking place in the club at some points. Yeah. Um, I understand that, as you're saying, that you go into quite a lot of detail. Even the clothing you wore was specially produced. What was the catalyst for such you know a, a huge and fascinating project? I know like a, a sci-fi t- seems to play a, a huge part in many of your concepts. Well, I mean, I think it kind of goes back. It it it. It, you know, I'm just. I think what's what's happening is that I'm 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 trying to um, go back to some of the early ideas that I had about what electronic music was. You know, you know, was really trying to trying to say and what it was trying to do. I mean, when I think of groups like Kraftwerk and um, you know groups like Yellow Magic Orchestra and and things like that. I mean, you know, when you when you when you seen them in performance, when you looked at the album, when you listened to the music, it, it all it all made sense. It was it was all connected. Um, and I think that 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 I'm you know I'm, I'm more and more I'm trying to find my you know uh, ways to kind of get back to that type of way of imagining electronic music. Um, so the you know the preparation, the the performance, and then also the after effect of it, how to extract that information and then move on to the next. Uh, release or project, and so um, you know the people play a great role in the process in this process. Um, so um, you, you know, rather than just being a DJ playing the music and then going to the next gig, I'm I'm really hoping on 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 getting a, a particular type of response so that it gives me an indication of what to do next. Um, and so I kind of look at the whole thing as one just one big story, you know, and. And, and I'm just one of the characters in this in the story. And uh, as time goes on, and there's you know events that are making us change the way that we live and things like that, it's just it's just adding on to it and, and making more dimensions. 
Back around the time of the exhibitionist release, Jeff, although it was largely well received and has joined your Liquid Rooms mix as like a seminal point in techno, I remember reading some reviews that complained maybe about the quality of beat matching in parts and you know what what some might call the rawness of the mix. Does it annoy you sometimes that you put so much work into a concept and people seem to focus on, you know, the mere technical end of things and you know they no, don't appreciate no. the music and understand what the concept is all about as a whole? No, no. I mean well, you know, you know, people, even the people that were complaining, are not perfect. So if you're watching a DJ mix, you know, you know, imperfections is, is what we're all about. It's how we, we've come this far by trial and error. And the idea of the exhibitionist was just to capture what a DJ was doing in, this, in that era. And that's why we use so many different angles. And, and so you know, the, the mistakes and the imperfections were just as important as the mixes that were, that were on. And so... Um, you know, my, my intention wasn't to make a, a perfect mix. It was just to capture a DJ in motion. And so, um, so no, you know, what, what, what people might perceive of it uh, then or, or, or now is actually irrelevant. The, the, the most important point is, is that it was, it was captured, we have it as an archive, and can look back upon it many, many, many years from now and, and say very, very, you know, very clearly, and see very clearly that this is what DJ used to do with turntables. Um, and so, um, you know, it was, it, was just, it was just made for that reason. I, 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 I take criticism uh, constructively. And, um, and I also realize, too, that, you know, everything doesn't always have to fit in the time that, that is presented, that perhaps maybe something that's misunderstood today probably would be understood maybe tomorrow or the day after that or the century after that. So, um, so you know, what, what, what people think and what their reactions are is actually um, something that I don't, I don't, um, I don't you know, really put much weight on, I think. In preparation for the exhibitionist, Jeff, you obviously would have put a fair amount of time into, you know, getting together whatever tracks you wanted to put into it. But did you have many practice runs at it? Uh, no, because it was it was it was shot in real time. So um, even in the weeks leading up to it, though. Yeah, well, that's well, that's why there were mistakes because we shot it in real time. So um, so so in other words, all the cameras were running at the at, at the same time, and and we just said go, and. <laughs> And, and the cameras just captured it. And so, um, no, no, it, it, took, it, took, it took more time to set up the cameras and set up the lighting and, and everything than it did to actually mix it. So there were no actual false starts for maybe, you know, you fluffed the mix really bad and you're like, okay, let's go back to the start. <laughs> I, think I, I think I might have done it once. I think that, you know, the needle skipped. Um, and, but, but... Uh, but, 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 you know, again, my idea was to simply capture what a DJ does. It wasn't to make a perfect mix. It was just to, you know, to make, to make what he does. And I had, and at the time, I had planned to do numerous exhibitions type of projects. So not just like a DJ mix, but also in the studio recording music, um, you know, uh, like a live, a live type of uh, uh, production. Uh, but I just, you know, I just stopped at that. Maybe, maybe I'll have time to, to, you know, in the future to, to go back and revisit it. But, but uh, it, was, it was more so for archive type of, um, because I, at the time I realized that we don't have anything. And when you, 
we meaning the electronic music, you know, we don't we don't have this type of documentation. And and whenever you hear a, a mix CD of a DJ, it's perfect. You don't hear the mistakes. But that's not but that's not the reality uh, when you when you go to the parties and you go to the clubs. So. Um, uh, you know, so what, what I was trying to do was to get closer to the way things really are uh, with that with that project. It's interesting how you say, you know, it was almost like a moment in time and documentation because with how popular digital and CDs have become, you know, not a whole lot of people mix on three vinyl decks anymore. And it is an interesting thing to have to look back on, I guess you could say, you know, for future generations down the line, because there's kids getting into DJ now who've never used turntables. Right. Yeah. I mean, and as time goes on, it's going to be even more of a rarity. Um, um, because I mean, you know, the way that we're going to program music, if 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 we're even programming it, is 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 just going to be so drastically different that uh, you know, in our lifetime, to be able to have a project like this, to be, you know, to be able to have a piece of information like this to look back on, that you can choose your angle and stuff like that, was was um, you know, was what we thought was 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 most important, you know, and and uh, and so um, so. You know, I mean, I'm not. I mean, we we didn't do it to get a particular grade or a particular, you know, truly really make it. A, you know, it, it being a success wasn't really the, what wasn't really the point. We we just realized that perhaps maybe you know, we, you know, electronic music needs to have this type of uh, information so that uh, you know people would be able to go back and see it. Just switching things across to uh, the production end of things, Jeff. I know back at one point when you were producing in the 90s, the limitations of vinyl factored into the sound of the music you were creating. Um, do you find your production style has changed a great deal now since digital allows more scope sonically or are you still striving to maintain a sound that can be enjoyed across all formats? No, I, no actually, the, the, um, the, the, I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I mean, each, each producer is different, but I, I don't really put... So much attention and so much emphasis on on the on the quality of the sounds. Um, I mean, it's just it's just it's just my particular my my, my personal um, thing. I mean, there, there are some producers that really spend hours and hours just getting the, the sound quality right. I I'm more so I'm, I'm more concerned about whether the music really has a substantial message to say. Like when you. You know, when you listen to it for the first time, does it really touch the listener in a way that might make that person want to, to maybe hear it again because it makes them feel a certain way? And so the notes and the chords and uh, with the combination of the type of sound that's being used, um, you know, the, 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 basically the storytelling of, of, of the composition is, is, is most important. For many people, Jeff, you know, who maybe, say, be getting into techno for the first time and would come across your name, the bells kind of rings out as the quintessential Jeff Mills tune. And, you know, I know, I know you still play it even today. Um, out of all your productions, are you kind of happy to be defined by the bells, maybe by future generations? Or do you feel, are there other productions of yours out there that, you know, deserve more merit, so to speak? Well, I think it, I think it changes. I mean, I've, I've, I, I think that um, um, if the material is accessible... Um, you know, for the for the for the people through you know throughout the decades and things, it it it, uh, it 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 can have a tendency to change. So the bells for 20 years, and then it could be something else uh, for the you know for the following 20 years, or and so and so um, yeah, I I I, I um, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. I mean, I 
you know, quite happy that there's something out of all the music that I made that the people really are, you know, latch on to. And, uh, and, but, but, um, but, but I think it depends kind of on, you know, I think, you know, the kind of world we live in or the type of world that we're moving into, which will be uh, more admired. And, and because the bells for, for me in some circumstances doesn't fit, you know, um, if I'm playing it with a different type of music, you know, if I'm playing it with all purpose maker type of stuff, then of course, you know, and if the mood is more, it's more cheerful, but if it's a much deeper set, then, then that song doesn't, doesn't quite fit. So, it, so it really depends on, you know, you know, you know, how, you know, how we're living and what we're, you know, what we're thinking about. Um, so that's, you know. So you haven't bored of it yet, basically. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, no, I, 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 I don't listen to electronic music um, in my leisure time. I, I only listen to it when I'm when I'm playing it, so that I I rediscover it over and over and over and over again. And um, and and so far for like you know like 25 years, it it, it really works. You know, I mean, I, you know, I listen to other genres of you know you know music, but. But when I'm when I'm about to play it, when I'm about to play the DJ, at, at times it feels like I'm playing something completely new or completely different, different sound. So, um, so um, no, I, I I don't I don't I'm not bored with it. You've put out quite a number of Japan exclusive releases in recent times, also using the country as kind of the launch pad for your Sleeper Wakes project, as well as the uh, Contact Special Residency a few years back at Womb. Do you feel Japan is the most accepting region to some of your more experimental sounds these days, or what is the creative link you seem to have with the country? Well, there are companies there that 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 really, um, you know, uh, not just want to release the material, but they want to be part of the process of, of, you know, of the whole, of the whole, of the artist's career, you know, you know, they want to help, uh, you know, kind of bridge the gap between the artist and, and the audience. So they, so they very much would like to, 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 to make it a, a relationship. Europe is a little bit different. I, we, the main reason why we release a lot of material in Japan is because we can't release it in Europe because we can't find a licensing partner. Interesting. Because the because the the majority of the style of the music that's being released is of a, is of a different style, and um, it's it's kind of a problem because I spend most of my time in Europe, not not in Asia, and I know that there that many other people. Uh, in in Europe would like to have it, but we can't find um, a partner that would would want to would want to take a chance on it. That actually shocks me, Jeff, because I really thought that you know, given with your name being attached, any label no. would pretty much jump at the chance. No, that era is gone. Yeah, that you know, that went away with the with the happy nineties. The the business is, is the electronic music business is is very much cut cut and dry. Either they can, you know, what most labels figure, either you, you know, it's almost certain that you're going to sell a lot of units or you're not going to sell any. And, um, um, you know, the type of music that we release here from, from Axis is not commercial, uh, it's not considered commercial enough. So we, so for the past decade, we really haven't released anything in Europe. It is because the markets there are going more and more and more commercial. 
And so we find ourselves having to release things independently here, directly from our label or or in in Japan because we we have relationships with people where the numbers of units isn't the most important thing. So this is so this is the the reason why this is this is this is why we have a, this this communication with Japan. This is why I was able to do sleeper wakes um, and you know so many projects in Japan is because the promoters of the events would like to do very different things and they're willing to help materialize things like the sleeper wakes and you know things like the power and stuff like that. I, I I could not get these things done in Europe. They're more open to creativity, is basically kind of what you're saying to an extent. Well, the promoters um, are, you know, they 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 very much believe that in 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 Japan, they very much believe that there is value in giving the people something different, not the same thing over and over again. And if and if they run across a person that has an idea that is, you know, it makes sense, is very much connected to the music. Then they're willing to take a chance, and that's and that's quite rare that you find that in Europe and um, and also in America. So um, a lot of things that we've done, we totally spent all our money. We didn't make any money, but we did it just to make it happen. You you just don't find that in Europe, you know. So um, so it's kind of you know you know we're 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 still hoping that we can find someone to work with. Um, you know that um, maybe someone will, will pop up, but in the meantime, we're just we're just continuing the relationship with Japan and releasing things ourselves. Speaking of Europe, Jeff, um, you played a very influential role in the early days when Berlin was starting to develop its electronic music scene. There's an almost legendary connection there with yourself and Trezor. Uh, what's your opinion on the city and the scene today, given how much press it receives due to like the explosion of the minimal sound there in recent years? Do you still find it as inspiring as in the past, or has it become almost too commercial and mainstream like there now? Well, I think I think in any scene, you, you know, you have you have a little, you, you always have a little bit of both. I mean, you you have you have parts of it that that want to be more successful and more accepted, so it goes more commercial. And then you you know you you also have the the areas where the people are very dedicated to a particular level and, and style of music. So, um, you know, Berlin is no different than you know than any other city. It's it's um, you know you may have more producers uh, there in in, in 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 this you know. But um, but it's it 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 shares the same thing as just about any other you know place. I mean it it um, it fluctuates. It, it it goes through different changes like 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 any like London has, like Detroit has, like New York and so forth. So um, you know th- there are things that are coming out of Berlin that are inspiring, and a lot of things that are not. And that's generally the case in most places. Um, you find very few people. Uh, very few producers really, really trying to reach forward. You find you find very, very little of that. Um, There's a lot of copycatting going on, basically. Yeah, well, because 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 copycatting works, and um, you know there there is a huge machine and a huge system to to uh, push that type of you know that level of music, you know, so. Um, so, so of course, you know, you find you find a lot of that, uh, of those productions. Um, but then, if you, you know, if you if you if you dig a little bit deeper and, and keep and, and just be patient and, and, and keep keep searching, you you'll generally find someone or a group of guys that just um, are interested in making new things. 
and uh, and you know, of course, of course, you can you can find that in Berlin.